Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Girls of Corn Podcast. I am the great and powerful Mr. E. And I am still your scallywag, Jay. Oh, you remember that from three days ago. Barely. Yeah. No way we're recording these back-to-back. Not a chance. Time travel. Welcome back to part two of the Loch Ness Monster. Dun 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 Amphibious phenomena. Ooh. So the part two is the monster itself. We're gonna start getting into monster stuff. I know part one may not be the most exciting thing, but I felt it was very important for you to understand more for the part two and part three of this. Right. You gotta lay the foundation for Because nobody talks about the lake itself. Oh no. And it's very extremely unique. Yep. Especially, you know, in the world. Like, we're not talking about Lake Erie, and that's what all of that, so I won't rehash that same soil, but it's that stuff, you know. So now moving forward, you have a better understanding of stuff we talk about. With Like, when we talk about some sonar stuff, we talk about some, like, of the hoaxes, and, you know, when we get into more of this stuff, you understand how it was done. And you might be able to answer your own questions, maybe. Yeah. And then, yeah, that paints the whole picture of a very unique place in the world with an extremely long history. I mean, we're not talking about, like, the Aborigines here. You know, having 44 or 41,000 years. Something like 40 plus. Of written history. Mm-hmm. Uh, but four to 5,000 years, at least, documented history here. Yeah. That's quite still quite a long time. And we'll get into the first recording of the Loch Ness Monster, but it's probably been recorded a lot older. So when we start talking about, like, hoaxes and certain, certain spiritual or paranormal people mm-hmm. that have been, that have inserted themselves... Into the legend. Ooh. Uh, him, he probably would have if he could have. I'm sure he would have inserted himself into the legend. Yeah. Come here. Yeah. You ever seen a, a river, a lake monster run away? Oh, I bet you would this time. Yeah. Yeah, come here. Once they realize what we're talking about. I'm going to hold up your little flipper. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just starting to take it off. Ramp Was that the Loch Ness monster running across the road with a pyramid shoved up his bum? And then Alistair Crowley starts crawling over the road, coming I after gave him. It away. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, once again thank you guys for making this podcast a success mm-hmm. and a global phenomena. Phenomena. Do 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 do. <laughs> phenomena. Do 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 yeah, do. For real though, thank you guys so much. Yeah, it's really. We can't express our gratitude. It's, it's crazy. Enough. Uh, like me and Jay were talking, like uh, hearing our own names on other podcasts that are pretty big, like kind of regularly. Like, huh? Is like this is weird. Yeah, it's like true. I'm at work listening to Appalachian Intelligence, which is a fairly large podcast. Love you guys. Yeah. Um, and it's just weird. Like they bring us up every once in a while, and it's just like, huh? You know, yeah. Yeah. And, and same with Joel, Kill the Mockingbirds. You yep. know, Eric, Uncomfortable, uh, Nick podcast. and Jake. America's Scary Land. Yeah. And uh, even though, if you listen to Joel's show, you'll hear Tony Merkel was quite quite mean to me. Just kidding. <laughs> we were having fun. Yeah, it was pretty funny. But it made me laugh. Uh, that was a fun episode we did with them a couple weeks ago. That's the Christmas episode yeah. we're referencing. The UFO Christmas on Kill the Mockingbirds. Yes. Very fun time. But yeah, back to the Loch Ness mobster. 
And if we have any new Patreon stuff at this point, remember, we're recording these back-to-back, so I don't know if we have any new reviews or new stuff. But, oh, yeah, live show, uh, April 22nd, Milltown, Ohio. Yep. Uh, come see us. Tickets are in the link below. Yep, on sale. Yeah, but it goes good. We will start traveling and doing these more often. So hopefully we can get to see some of you guys. Yeah. Out there that are interested, I guess, yeah. in seeing us live or meeting us. And we'll have the stuff that we do in the live show will be exclusive to the live shows. Mm-hmm. You won't hear it anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, anything else? Uh, you know, get on the website, like, share, subscribe, leave us a review. We'll read it on the show if it's five star. Yep. Only five star reviews. Yes. Five star or nothing. Yeah. And just because, and anybody ever wonders why a four star review for the algorithm is basically a one star. Yeah. Like, it really doesn't matter. There's no such thing as a one through four. It's a biased robot. It is. Uh, if it's not five stars, it's like it, it's like you hated it. It's like Ricky Bobby. If you ain't first, you're last. And you can leave a five-star review with constructive criticism. Oh, yeah. We like that, too. Or email us at cribsofthecornpodcast at gmail.com. There's always room for improvement. Yeah. And Lord knows we have plenty of that. Oh, yeah. We're professional podcasts. We have no room for improvement. Oh, we right. are the pinnacle a success. Right at the ceiling. We shattered the glass ceiling. Yeah, right. We're a bunch of drunks. We're pushed right up against the firmament. <laughs> oh, gosh. You ready to do Flat Earth? I switched it up. We're not doing Loch Ness Monster anymore. Yeah. No, okay. Let's get into this. Um, the basic description. Lots of humps in the water. It mostly looks like an overturned boat. Most of the time being seen as black or brown. My humps? Yes. Your lovely lady lumps. In the back and in the front? Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. You look like a stick. I know. No, so, yeah. Like, w- like one major hump followed by two or three smaller humps. Uh, black or brown, very slick, shiny, shiny skin, like that of like a fish, a salamander, or a seal. This was like the first earlier sightings, or what? This or is like about general? the 4,000 years of sightings. Okay, so this until, is like the most general thing. Yeah, until uh, 1934... And then people started seeing a long-necked creature. Hmm. This is due to the surgeon's photo, uh, which is a document hoax, which we will cover later. Which is that probably the most common... Yeah, it's that submarine. It's a toy submarine with yeah. some clay on it. Mm-hmm. It looks like a little shadow, like a black mass yeah. with a big long neck and head. Yeah, and it was taken because it was taken in 1934, mm-hmm. and it is a fake. But yeah, let's get into historical sightings, photographs, and sonar. Anything before that? Um, nope. All we're, we're just covering. We got the the three humps, black and slimy. So on August twenty second, five sixty five A.D. Uh, this is roughly one thousand four hundred fifty one years ago. It's a long time ago. Saint Columba had a story for the ages. For upon a faithful day. He made short shifts of a le- or yeah short sh- shifts. I don't know what that means. This is from an, an English article of the Loch Ness monster, and I'm not going to read this. I'm going to tell you what happened. Ooh. So in the Ness River, keep in mind the Ness River is not super large. Right. We covered that in episode one. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to episode one before you listen to episode two. Yeah, listen to I guess any way you want to. If you are one of the like the freaks that listen to it backwards, <laughs> there's some of you that exist. And we still love you too. I think it was I think it was Justin that listened to the whole catalog in reverse. Yeah. Hey, to each their own. He listened to the whole catalog in the Mothman saga like three times. He's crazy. It sounds like it. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, Saint Columba. So, 
in this area of, of the Ness, in between Ness and uh, Interverse, which is uh, where the Loch Ness, the Ness River dumps into the ocean. Okay. Uh, there was a monster that kept attacking and killing people. It had killed a local uh, boy most recently. So this was kind of the time when Christianity was taking hold from some of the Germanic uh, religions in Scotland. Okay. So this was a good test of Christian power, kind of. And it could be, we'll talk about how the validity of the story later. But they called to the, the or that St. Columba came, and he said he could basically say, he could stop this creature. He could command this creature. So he ordered one of his two pulpit boys. So he had two like young boys, like apprentices, kind of, okay. that were with him. And he ordered one of them to go into the river. Okay, so sacrifice. Yeah. Basically what it sounds like. And he ordered the boy to start playing around with Splash and stuff like that. According to the story, the monster started racing upriver, water throwing everywhere, like frothing from it. It's viciously coming at this guy. Then, uh, as right before it got to the boy, St. Columba called upon the, uh, the god to stop it. The creature froze, and then he banished it. Mm. But the creature, he didn't kill the creature, he, just, he banished it. The creature then swam upriver and was never seen in the river nest again. So it went upriver to the lock. Yeah. So that's kind of where they they kind of think it's one of these historic stories of the Loch Ness Monster. Okay. And some people think the story is made up uh, just due to the, the, the Catholics moving in, because it's the Catholic priest. Mm-hmm. Catholics moving in and wanting to show power over the old Germanic religion. Could very well see that. So it's using the example of the local monster. But that first off, that establishes that in this time, in five or 565 AD, that the monster is still very present. And it, it people know it's of there. It. Yeah. Yes. Like it's, a, it's a high source mm-hmm. of the old world. Okay. And if this is a fake story... This is still showing that the monster has a presence in the area, of a known presence. Correct. If it's a real story, then it shows that the creature, what I hate about this, if let's say it is real and he did really cast it out, it doesn't mean the creature is evil. Uh, it does say in the Bible how we have dominion over animals and stuff like that. So it could just be an animal that was attacking people. Hmm. Animals eat people all the time. We eat animals all the time. For sure. People kind of forget that part. That like we like sharks kill like five people every year, and we kill five hundred thousand of them. Not even close. We kill more than anything kills us. Yeah, I, my favorite picture. I want one for the studio. Is uh, so there's this beautiful woman that's diving with a a tiger shark. Okay. And they're kind of circling each other, and it's the caption says this is the this is the most dangerous predator on the planet, and next to it is swimming a tiger shark. Yes. So it's talking about humans. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just because it's we have this whole. Anyways, that's a t- tangent. But this could have just been a, if the story did happen in the way that it's reported to happen. It didn't have to be a demonic creature, right? To yeah. be cast out. It could be a normal or not normal, but a, a very rare animal. There you go. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to Patreon, anybody listen to Patreon, we talked about the land the Lambden worm, which is a aquatic river monster that had a similar kind of thing. That. Uh, but yeah, so that's oh, yeah. a Patreon episode. Mm-hmm. So this is this is St. Columbus story. I know I really kind of watered it down because we have a lot to get through. Yeah. But this is the first written 
account of the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah, so it's not whether or not this story is true or not. It's just that there is a monster being accounted for at this time. Now, whether or not the monster is real or not, it's still they're talking about something being there. So either they're making it up as well, or something did actually, or does exist So there. this story wasn't reported until the 7th century, so about 150 years later. Okay. Uh, in a book about Columba's life. Oh, okay. So that's still what we're saying, though. It could be a real story, or it was just a creature they knew was there, or they that was known of there. Correct. That they were putting this legend on. Correct. Um, like, I can't remember. Who was it that casted the snakes out of Ireland? St. Patrick. St. Patrick. What am I talking about? It's St. Patrick. Patty. It's he cast the snakes at Ireland. Is that what his day is for? Yeah. To commemorate that? Yeah. So why no, do we drink? There's no snakes in Ireland. Oh, smart. This is one of these things. Yeah, okay. That we're talking about with the Catholic Church replacing some stuff. Gotcha. Okay. There's no snakes in Ireland. Interesting. But some people think that legend is about casting out the druids. Oh, I, oh, oh, snakes. Calling them snakes. Oh, but it could mean like Lizard people. Whatever it was, they beat him all to death. Could be reptilians. Yeah. Could mm. be. Doesn't seem like a place for reptilians. Ireland does not seem like a place not a reptilian any- wants to be. Not Look anymore. at where they live. Not anymore. Yeah, it's cold. It's rainy. We never see the sun. Reptiles kind of like the sun. Yeah, true. But, you know, you don't know how these Imagine reptilian Imagine the reptile, people. like, sec. I didn't see the sun in 15 days. <laughs> That's why they were so easy to cast out. <laughs> St. Patrick had it easy. But no, so some people think that the St. Patrick legend is specifically talking about the Druids. Okay. Calling them, like the Catholics calling them snakes. Snakes, yeah. Ooh, uh, interesting. But there's no snakes in Ireland. As far as I know, uh, I don't think there's any repti- mm. like rep- snakes. I don't think there's any lizards. I think the only reptiles there is turtles, probably. Turtles are everywhere. Turtles are pretty resilient to cold as yeah. far as reptiles go but they're just in every environment they're not in antarctica a lot okay that one spot. they're not in the tundra the subarctic yeah but everywhere else they're in the desert they're in rainforest they're in yeah. everywhere open ocean open open ocean yeah leatherbacks i love leatherbacks i just seen a video of one so i had to say no, it. i mean i love leatherbacks uh so yeah, it's just kind of a weird thing with this story. Either way, like we've said about 85 times now, it just shows that either <laughs> the legend was so present in the area already right. that it was a good starting point to warm, uh, warm out some Germanic legends and show the power of the, the Catholic religion over them, right? or it really happened. Right, yep. Those are pretty much the only two options. I can see both angles, too. Yeah, they don't really... For what we're talking about today, it does not really matter. The only thing that matters is that there was a presence of something there. Mm-hmm. That's about it. So we're going to go over some really historic sightings now uh, of the last 200 years. Okay. That's pretty recent. Yeah. Uh, but so D. McKenzie, this was 1871 or 1882. The exact date is unsure. Okay. And it was in October. Uh, D. McKenzie, a Blomman? Blomman? One of these weird little Scottish towns. Yeah. <laughs> It's like everybody's drunk over there, so it's hard to... Blauman. Blauman! Sounds... No, I, I'm, I keep trying to do it as a German. Yeah, wrong one. Uh, I reportedly saw some an object resembling a log or an overturned boat, wriggling and churning up the water, moving slowly at first, then disappearing at a fast speed. This account was not published until 1934 when Mackenzie sent his story 
in a letter to Robert, Rupert Glaude. Lovely names. <laughs> Shortly after, uh, popular interest in the monster increased. So this one's kind of, you know, you can say it's real or you can say it's fake, but it wasn't sent in until 34 when the A82 route was done. If you remember back oh, to last week, yes, that's what I talked about. Nobody really, nobody's seen the monster constantly until that route was done. Okay. Or during its construction. Wait, so it wasn't turned in, like the story wasn't turned in? He or? didn't, yeah. As an old man, Mackenzie turned in the story. His, he said he's seen it in 71. 1871, yes, and turned it in basically 60-ish years later. After people had already seen other reports and yeah, things like that. I, like, so I can get that. It's kind of yeah. like what, what we do with Bigfoot here in the U.S. and stuff. Like We've gotten reports of well, people. Let's just say similar to your story. You know, yeah. you sat on it. You didn't want to talk about it. Or... But once I heard other people explaining the same thing back to me. Then it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's easier. So, yeah, that's kind of what I, what I think happened here. Uh, basically, he kind of described... And I know that was a short, the dirty and short version. Mm-hmm. But no, this creature was like he thought it was first an overturned boat. That's a, that's going to be a common thing. Overturned boat. That's the only reason people kind of pay attention to it because they're worried that somebody may be lost in the lock. Okay. Keep my water's very cold. Hypothermia. Right, yeah. Very fast. Very fast. Yeah. So if somebody flipped their boat, they're uh, going to be in trouble. Yeah. Especially if they're stranded out there. Yeah. So he starts seeing this thing, and then it starts wiggling, like it's undulating, and it's turning up the water. And then it just kind of speeds off along the surface. Okay. Uh, this very much seems almost like a feeding action. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen like humpback whales or dolphins or anything like that. A big cetacean, so a big whale or dolphin feeding at the surface. They kind of turn it up with their head. If they have Most of these animals don't chew. So what do they uh, do? They grab a chunk of food and they shake it up and break it to pieces. Okay. Like on the surface? Yeah. Or? So the surface tension, I guess, breaks yeah, it up? Yeah, basically they're slamming it against the, the only solid object they have. Right, exactly. Which is the water line. Mm-hmm. It's not solid, per se, but... No, it makes that's, sense, though. Yeah, that's why... You can't do it just swimming around in the water. You can't, it's just not as easy. Right, yeah. You and then once it broke it up it into it. chunks, it could have left. It could have grabbed a big salmon. There's not really a good size estimate of this creature. Okay. I and mean, we'll see that. That'll be another common kind of threat. Not a lot of good size. When we talk about, like, we're, you know, we're kind of famous now for talking about sky creatures. Mm-hmm. That kind of the same phenomenon that kind of happens with lake monsters. Not a lot of stuff to compare size estimates to. Yeah, nothing to judge it. Uh, I've seen people tell me that this muskie was eight foot long, and sure, I'm sure it looked eight foot long when you see it in the water. It was probably max four or five foot. Oh well, my brother pulled up a fifty. It was a fifty three inch officially muskie. When that thing was coming, when it was starting to surface, because mm-hmm. it came right up alongside the boat and he's reeling it in. And we didn't see the fish the whole time till right as it was coming up to the boat. It was a monster. It was about eight foot long. Until it got in the boat. <laughs> right, yeah. But still big. But it was looked huge. Right. And that's what that's kind of what I'm getting at with this. Yeah. Same thing. You're right. Yeah. So next one is 88. 18. Okay. 88. I'll say that's quite the jump. No. You know, it's not. We're still sticking with the 80s. Uh, 1880s. 18s, yes. Uh, Alexander McDonald. Of the Ronald McDonald's. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> uh, McDon- okay, never mind. Makes sense. Never mind. Go on. In 1888, Mason Alexander McDonald of Abercrombian. Abercrombian Fitch? Abercrombian. Oh, okay. That was close. Aren't I good at reading? Yes. So, uh, cited a large stubby-legged animal surfacing from the lock and propelling itself within 50 yards of the shoreline where McDonald's stood. 
McDonald reported his sighting to the Loch Ness water bailiff, Alexander Campbell, and described the creature looking like a giant salamander. Mm. So in his story, he seen what he seen, the first blob he thought was the head, the big blob of the body, and it looked like it was swimming like an alligator propelled by its tail. So this is in the water. Mm-hmm. And okay. he could see that it had stubby little legs. Okay. But it actually had legs. Mm-hmm. Not flippers. Right. Legs. Mm-hmm. But it was propelling itself with its tail. Uh, so in 1888, this is just such a, it's such a weird thing. So a water bailiff is kind of like, um, a, not a game warden, but like an Ohio boating, a boat cop. Okay. Uh, I don't know what anybody else around the world has, but we have like water cops here. Right. Yeah. They cruise around, just make sure you're not, what, being, being, screwing off, killing somebody. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Most of them are pretty good here in Ohio. Mm -hmm. Um. but yeah, it just really they're just there to make sure you don't kill somebody. Makes sense. Uh this is kind of what he was doing. It's kind of like a water cop. Okay. A water bailiff. Someone to watch over the lake. Make sure you're not killing anybody. Yeah. So any questions about that one? Um so no, he just seen it and that was basically his only report. You just saw it swimming through swimming there. Yeah. Okay. But notable description. Yeah. For sure. Especially being the salamander. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I'm just saying. That's quite a distinct uh, description because, you know, normally when you think of Nessie, doesn't come to mind. But the fact that it was brought up, you know, in an actual description, you know, recorded, I think that's significantly important. Yeah. And keep in mind what we talked about with 1934 being important. With the road being constructed. When, yeah, the 1930s is when it was finished. Yeah. Uh, these next ones are all after the road is finished. But 1934 is important because that's when that hoax came out. That's okay. Yes. So, uh, Aldi McKay. I don't want to mess this one up. This is a important one. Okay. Yeah, I think you had it right. Aldi McKay. Aldi McKay. Mm-hmm. 1933. The best known article of the first attachment of the great of a great deal of attention about the creature was published on May second, 1933. The introverse uh, carrier about a large beast or whale-like fish. The article by Alex Campbell. So we just talked to Alex Campbell. Okay. He was the, he's the water bailiff. Yes. Uh, what once again water bailiff of Loch Ness uh, and part-time journalist discussed the sighting by Aldi McKay of an enormous creature with the body of a whale rolling in the water at Loch, uh, while she and her husband, John, were driving on the A82 route on uh, April 15th, 1933. The word monster was reportedly uh, applied for the first time in Campbell's article, although some reports claim that it was coined by the editor, uh, Evan Barron. Okay. So she is kind of the first one. He, Campbell, mm-hmm. telling her story, was kind of the first one. She basically seen kind of like a whale. On land? No, in the, in the lake. She, okay, by. Okay. she was driving, her and her husband were driving along the 882 route. Okay, that's where I was confused. And they looked in and they kind of seen, as all accounts without a whale's head, but like how whales kind of just gently surface and kind of move along the surface. Did she say it was rolling on the surface? Yeah. Okay. Bob, it's, it's once again, all these people are probably dead, so it's really hard to, but the Courier in 2017 published excerpts from Campbell's article, which had titled, Strange Spectacles in Loch Ness. And here's, uh, I believe, an, ins- an excerpt. Okay. The creature disport- or disported itself. Don't know what disported means. Uh, rolling and plunging 
for a full minute, so kind of rolling around and diving up and down. Its body resembled that of a whale, and the water crusaded and churned like a shimmering cauldron. So frothing up the water. We kind of talked about that in uh, our one of our YouTube videos with seeing the the, the, the singing whale, yeah, the talking yeah. whale. Mm-hmm. Uh, soon, however, it disappeared in the boiling mass of foam. Both onlookers confessed that there was something uncanny about the whole uh, the whole thing, for they realized that there had no more no ordinary denizens of the depth. Because apart from the enormous size, the beast, in taking its final plunge, sent out waves that were big enough to have been caused by a passing steamer boat. So it was very large. It was kind of playing, frothing up the water. Could have been that same feeding action we talked about. Had some mass to it. Yep. According to an article in 2013, McKay said that she had yelled, Stop the beast when viewing the spectacle. In the late 1980s, a naturalist interviewed Aldi and she admitted to knowing that there had been an oral tradition of the beast in the lock well before her, her claim sighting. Mm-hmm. Alex Campbell, 1933's article, also stated that Loch Ness has a genera- or generations been credited with being a home of a fearsome-looking creature. So this, she seems a very whale-like, a very whale-like sighting. Nothing really scary happens. No neck, nothing like that. Right, like just a, a blob. Yeah, a blob moving, foaming up the water. And then kind of diving down. But when it dived down, it made quite a commotion. And whales do that. Yeah. Uh, not saying I think the Loch Ness Monster is a whale, but very similar motions to a small whale. Okay. And by small, I think her creature, just from the description, was 30 to 35 feet. Which is no ain't small fish. No, but it ain't a whale. No, it's not a whale size. I mean, you know, small whales are 60 feet. Say a baby whale, maybe. A juvenile. Yeah. A newborn. Yeah, blue whales come out, I think, like 3,000 pounds. Blue whales come out like the size of a hippo. Imagine pushing that out. Well, I mean, they have the hardware for it, so <laughs> I know it's not as hard as us pushing out a hippo. <laughs> that would be rough. You, that's called death. It's like sucking a freaking football through a garden hose. <laughs> yeah, or just blowing one out of it. Yeah. No thanks. All right, you want to read 1933 George Spicer? So this is still pre the you know the hoax, the famous hoax photo. Yeah. So George Spicer, modern interest in the monster was sparked by a sighting on July 22, 1933, when George Spicer and his wife saw a most extraordinary, extraordinary form of animal cross the road in front of their car. It's a land sighting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is important. They had described a creature as having a large body, about four feet high and 25 feet long. So very, at this point, before you continue... Mm-hmm. Big, heavy body, but low. Yes. Much longer than it is tall. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot longer. Um, wavy, narrow neck, slightly thicker than an elephant's trunk, and as long as the width of the road, which says 10 to 12 feet. They saw no limbs. It lurched across the road towards the lock, 20 yards away, leaving a trail of broken undergrowth in its wake. Spicer describes it, as the nearest approach to a dragon or prehistoric animal that I have ever seen in my life, and as having a long, and as having a long neck which moved up and down in a manner of a scenic railway. I'm not for sure what what that means. Don't a know either. Scenic railway. Hmm. 1933. Right. I, yeah. It's exactly. I can't. Must have been more common then. Yeah. Um, it had an animal in its mouth. And had a body that was 
fairly big with a high back, but if there were any feet, they must have been of a webbed kind. And as for a tail, I cannot say. As it moved so rapidly, and when we got to the spot, it had probably disappeared into the lock. Ooh. Um, so on August 4th, 1933, the Courier published a report of Spicer's sighting. This sighting triggered a massive amount of public interest in an uptick of alleged sightings, leading to the solidification of an actual name, Loch Ness Monster. It has been claimed that sightings of the monster increased after a road was built, which we talked about that, mm-hmm. in 19, early in 1933, bringing workers and tourists to the formerly isolated area. However, Ben's has described this as the myth of the lonely lock as it was far from isolated before then due to the construction of the caledonian canal um in 1930s the existence the existing road by the side of the lock was given a serious upgrade hmm so this is our first long-necked creature but you know what it wasn't published until after 34 or during 34 yeah or yeah but no. what were you going to say? I'm sorry. I had a thought, though. Yeah, go ahead. So they s- didn't mention of a tail, right? That's what they said. That he didn't really see much yeah. of a tail. So if maybe it was just short stubby or something. I think I'm on to something here. I think you know the ending already. So I will, I will save it. <sighs> Write it down just to make sure. Because I think you figured it out. But the only there's one part that confuses me. Is he said it had an animal in its mouth? I, he's seen a very large creature. See a great white shark and tell me every detail about it. That's true. That's true. I think you figured it out. We still got like two hours of this stuff. Well, at least this this particular story. Now this is the probably the most famous story I ever heard of. That's like the as the oldest. Because yeah. I I remember as a kid, you know, there's Loch Ness shows all the time they talk about, and they this was one of the ones they showed like the reconstruction of it. Just big, massive blob, like, crawling across the road, and then they, they drive like up to snake. it. They the couldn't one see I, the legs. The one I seen, it just looked like a big blob. Not yeah. even snake-like, just a big blob. They didn't see a lot of detail. Yeah. So, for them to say they weren't sure if it had legs or a face, but said it was carrying a creature in its yeah. mouth, I think... That's pretty specific for yeah. not okay. saying anything other particular details. So, Hugh Gary, or Hugh Gray, sorry, from 1933... Hughes' photo was taken near Foyers on November 12th, 1933, with the first f- photograph allegedly depicting the monster. It was slightly blurry and had been noted that it, uh, if one looked closely, the head of a dog can be seen. Ray was taken or was taking his Labrador for a walk that day, and it uh, suspects that the photograph depicts his dog fetching a stick from the lock. Others have suggested the photograph depicts an otter or a swan. The original negative was lost, however, in 1933... Muncie Button or Burton came out possessing that of two lantern slides contained positives of the original negative. Mm, okay. And when the uh, projected on the screen, they revealed an otter rolling in the surface char- in a characteristic fashion. So this one is, was proven to be an otter like 30 years later. Gotcha. That's pretty cool. And I don't think Hugh ever claimed it was the Loch Ness monster. I think it was kind of a picture that was found. Like we have some of these UFO pictures. Mm-hmm. Like you find it in your. Your grandpa's attic. Yeah. And you're like, ooh, this is interesting. Yeah. So Arthur Grant's sighting, 1934. So this is still a little bit before the surgeon's photo. Okay. Uh, on July, or So January 5th, 1934, a, most, a motorcyclist, Arthur, claimed to have nearly hit 
the creature when approaching Arborcan, whatever I said earlier, <laughs> near the northern eastern end of the lock. At about 1 a.m., so pretty much all these land sightings are at night. Okay. Uh, and it was just moonlit and his dim headlights. According to Grant, it had a small head attached to a long neck, and when he saw the creature, it was crossing the road back towards the lock. Grant, a veterinary student, described it as a cross between a seal and a plesiosaur. He said they had dismounted and followed it towards the lock, but he only saw ripples. Grant proceeded to sketch the creature uh, for by an example by zoologist Muncie Burton, who stated that it consists uh, consists with an appearance and behaviors of that of an otter. Regardless of the long size of the creature, reported by Grant, it suggested that it is a faultily observed due to the poor lighting conditions. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a story for you. Okay. Did I ever tell you... So me and Nick were fishing really late for Saw Guy late one fall. I mean like 1 to 2 a.m. Okay, so really late at night. I kicked a log walking along the bank, and the log turned around and grabbed me and started like flipping out. And I thought it was a gigantic snake. What was it? A freaking otter. Oh. I kicked an otter, and it started trying to... Well, first, I'm going to assume it turned around to try to bite me, because I kicked it. Uh, I didn't know it was there. Otters are very... uh, Can they be very aggressive, right? Uh, They kill kill crocodiles and caiman. I was going to say, they can be mean. So this thing's attacking him. Yeah. So what'd it do? It finally got to the water, but it's pitch black. We don't have lights. And so we are fighting with a giant black snake. But it's actually an otter. It's an otter. So, uh, oh, so was it like sleeping or something? I think it was trying to like stay still and hopefully we didn't see it kind of deal. Until you kicked it. And then I kicked it probably in the face. Yeah. (laughs) Scared the hell out of me. Well, I bet. Otter, yeah. I've seen otters once in a while. They can be nasty. Oh, yeah. So, the surgeon's photo, 1934, April. Here we go. I'm not going to give this too much light. Yeah. So, basically, they made, they, they falsified... (laughs) <laughs> supposedly taken by Robert Kenneth Wilson, a London gynecologist. Nice. And he sent it into the Daily Mail newspaper. I just had to say what he did for a living and who he was. Okay. Uh, but no, it's a toy submarine. They put a clay head with a long neck like a plesiosaur on it. And this is what ruined the Loch Ness Monster for a long time. This wasn't fully documented as a hoax until December 7th, 1975. This was one of the biggest so this hurt the Loch Ness Monster so much for credibility if it wasn't for this it just bothers me because this is one of the the hoaxes that really hurt the community for research and this is still the picture like that you really the picture yeah what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Loch Ness Monster. Mm-hmm. And it this deeply bothers me. And it's been known to be fake, and it's still like the one that pops up all the time. But the So the most quote-unquote famous picture of the Loch Ness Monster is fully a fake. Mm-hmm. And that hurts the Loch Ness Monster so much. Because I will get to it. I truly believe there's an animal here that needs protection. I think their population's super low. They're hardly, if they're not all extinct, they're almost never seen on land anymore. For sure. But they used to, in the 30s, 40s, and stuff, we'll go on, they were seen on land. Yeah, like we just did a couple of counts of it. Mm -hmm. All right. So moving on to 1938, the Taylor film. This is May 29th, 1938. South African tourists. This is another famous one. G.E. Taylor filmed something in the lock for about three minutes on 16 millimeter color film. The film was attained by popular science written uh, by Mars, uh, by Burton again, who did not show it to any of the researchers. A single frame was published in his book in 1961. The elusive monster His analysis included it was a floating object, not an animal. I don't know if I agree with his analysis. Okay. Uh, you look up the picture yourself, everybody. Why don't you look it up, Jay, it, real quick. Is it a video? He only ever released one frame. Oh, he got okay, gotcha. rights to the. He basically got the video, never really showed it off. Gotcha. But the Taylor film of the Loch Ness monster. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Once Jay gets it pulled up, he get yep. a look. It's the one picture I thought I had it in here, but I don't. Do do do. I know. I'm trying to. And then no. when you when you're under pressure and you're trying to type even faster. Don't worry about it. But now, so this is. Oh, here it is. Okay. Yo, yeah, I've seen this before. Yeah, show me. Just this, make sure. This guy? Yeah. Yep. So I don't know if it's a floating object. I kind of lean more towards it being an animal. It would be very helpful if we could see the entire three minutes. You think? You know, if it's moving. So I know how logs move in the water. Yes. I know how animals move in the water. Yeah, so, yeah. So it's hard to tell when it's just a still, and it literally just looks like a little blob there on the surface, too. There's not much, not a whole lot of detail involved with it, but it's just something, a little black blob on the surface. Next sighting is by a cop. Ooh, okay. William Farger? Farger. William Farger. Yes. From Wisconsin. I don't know. I don't do accents. Uh, on August 15th, 1938, William Farger, chief constable of Interverse. In, yeah, Interverse? I can never say it right. Wrote a letter of the mo- uh, about the monster existence beyond doubt and expressed concerns about a hunting party that had arrived. They had a custom-made harpoon gun, determined to catch the monster dead or alive. He believed uh, he believed his power to protect the monster from the hunters was very doubtful. The letters were released by the National Archives of Scotland, April twenty seventh, uh, two thousand and ten. Oh, so that was. This recent? Yeah. Well, no, it was 1938 is when this oh, happened. Okay, okay, I was gonna say that they, Scotland didn't release it until 2010. So I can't tell which one of these guys in your former life, maybe either you were the one that made this homemade harpoon. I would gun? never harpoon one of these <laughs> okay. things. Or you're the guy trying to protect it. Well, he was like, he, so he fully the constable fully believed the monster existed. He'd yeah. probably talk the 
dozens of people that reported seeing it. And he never really thought it was any harm to anybody. Mm-hmm. But he was, it's uh same thing we talked about with like uh, Minerva Monster and a couple of these cryptids. Yeah. yeah. That the hunting parties, the Grafton Monster, uh, they are so much more dangerous than the monster. Oh, for sure. Monster is just a word. Mm-hmm. These are animals, most likely. And you hear these guys. And he's say, like, he's, it, he's basically writing for help. Did it say a homemade harpoon? Is that what a you said? homemade harpoon gun. <laughs> That's a gun. gun. No, a harpoon. A harpoon gun. gun. Yeah. A homemade. I, I just want to see what I this I picture a like. potato cannon with a harpoon shoved in the end. <laughs> oh, man. I want to hang out with these guys. I don't. <laughs> it's like Joe Bob down the road. Well, it's They'll like, probably kill themselves before they kill the monster and kill everybody else at the lock. It's like your giant shark hook, treble hook thing. Yeah, but... No, it's not. No, it's not. Harmed. It's not full yeah. of compressed air yeah. or explosives. Or maybe, maybe This just, is 1938. There's no compressed air. What do you think they had? A bunch of rubber bands like tied up tight? A cannon. Or that, too. Oh, yeah, there you go. A black powder cannon is probably what this was. <laughs> Man, I wish they would have got a shot at it. It would... Oh, yeah. They probably shot some poor fishing boat. Cause it's all, a... You don't understand how foggy the lock is most of the time. Yeah. Just some guy. You just see a blob and you, like shoot a hole in the sky? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No wonder why there's so many overturned boats. Yeah. <laughs> they had harpoon holes. All right. Why don't you read the next couple? We're at Peter. 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 Peter McNabb. Oh, Oops. you're so much better reader than me. <laughs> Peter McNabb oh, at Ucart Castle. Is that the one we talked about? Yep. Okay. On July 29th, 1955, took a photograph that depicted two long black humps in the water. The photograph was not made public until it appeared in Constance White's 1957 book on the subject, so two years later. On October 23rd, 1958, it was published by the Weekly Scotsman. Author Ronald Benz wrote that the phenomenon which McNabb photographed could easily be wave effect resulting from... Three trawlers traveling closely together up the lock. Now, are trawlers boats? Yeah. Yeah, so they're what, the boats that drag nets behind them. Oh, okay, gotcha. That's called trolling, or trawling, sorry. So I've seen the wakes on those. and But I, so he thinks it was made by three of them back to back to back. Mm. Now, that may sound weird, but they do do this on purpose. They tra- Trawling boats will go on a line, just like basking sharks or like any of these creatures. Now, don't they do it because the fish kind of circulate back around yeah. in? Okay. Because you're pulling your net through. And it creates like that, not uh, like a swirling effect, right? Yeah, basically. It's, just, it's pulling things to that area. Yes. Okay. So the third boat, you know, so the first boat has more of an option because it's getting the school first. The second and third boats have more pool tour them. Mm, okay. Uh, I don't think so. Gotcha. But look well, up the pictures for yourself. There's That's, more here, though. Oh, sorry, continue. This, this may shed light on some of this. Other research... Other researchers consider the photograph a hoax. Roy Mackle requested to use the photograph in his 1976 book. He received the original negative from McNabb, so the guy that originally took the photograph, um, but discovered it differed from the photograph that appeared in White's book. The tree at the bottom left of White's was missing from the negative. It is suspected that the photograph was doctored by re-photographing a print. Interesting. So, hmm. Okay, so the one Basically, in White's book is fake. His is the fake. Yeah. Is the so basically, they added stuff to it. Yeah, for sure. So the one he got was the original. It didn't have any of the added stuff. Yeah. 
So, ooh. So, so which one? I mean, are they both hoaxes at that point? And we will never know. Right, true. Yeah, we won't. But, I don't... This photo is the one that, if I'm remembering right, hmm. looks like a big black squirrely worm. Yeah. I don't think it's anything. Hmm. Whether it's real or not, whether it's hoaxed or not. Now, what they could have done is... Uh, I don't think it's anything. It could have been like those wakes, you know, that that they could have doctored up and just darkened. Like, that could be. So, so they got, don't look like wakes, but I could definitely okay. see if you're saying that, that they're, they, have, they could be doctored to be... Yeah, because... To really have some high contrast or something like that. People don't realize that. Now we think of Photoshop as you know as like a digital thing. You know now you can manipulate photos. There was photograph manipulation, you know, way back. I mean, probably a hundred years ago. Yeah. I'm just and I'm that's probably being generous. Of people doctoring photos, you know, like oh, you just got to double expose or whatever. Exactly. I mean, you, are you just cut since and paste, cameras cut and paste and then reprint the picture with it? You know how you. This is probably before that technology. Mm-hmm. This would have to be double exposure or something like that. Just like Basically, you burn. A, yeah. Well, yeah. You burn a. Se- you have a second photo on top. Yeah. And burn over it. Because have you ever seen the photos? There we go. Another Gosh. one. It's not That's a, what I get for research in mid episode. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Only had two months. We knew this was going to be the finale. <laughs> I know, right? Well, I meant looking at oh, that yeah. photo. Um, but I, like I just seen, like, for example, there's pictures of uh, um, online of giant vegetables being grown and stuff like that. Like a guy sitting on a corner of a cob that's the size of a boat. But you can clearly tell it's... Fake. It's fake. It's early stages of Photoshop, I guess. But but we don't know how long photo manipulation has been around. So, I mean, this very well could have just been that. Especially mm-hmm. if things are missing in the original next to the one that's been published in a, on a, in a book. You know, it's just sketchy. Yeah. Red what, flags. What's our next one? The Dinsdale film, 1960, mm. so five years later, um, aeronautical engineer Tim Dinsdale filmed a hump that left a wake crossing Loch Ness in 1960. Dinsdale, who reportedly had the sightings on his final day of search, described it as a reddish with a blotch on its as reddish with a blotch on its side. He said that when he mounted his camera, the object began to move. He and he shot 40 feet of film. According to Jarek, I don't know what Jarek is for sure, the object was probably inanimate. Oh, it's, it says a third-party source is needed to um, confirm that statement. Um, others were skeptical, saying that the hump cannot be ruled out as being a boat, and w- when the contrast is increased, a man in a boat can be seen. Hmm. In 1993... Discovery Communications produced a documentary, Loch Ness Discovered, with a digital enhancement of the Dinsdale film. So that's what that... Okay, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, I... So, sorry, continue. Oh, yeah, it's almost done here. A person who enhanced the film noticed a shadow in the negative that was not obvious in the developed film. By enhancing and overlaying frames, he found that what appeared to be the rear body of a creature underwater... Before I saw the film, I thought the Loch Ness Monster was a load of rubbish. Having done the enhancements, I'm not so sure. Hmm. So it kind of goes both ways here. So that's the like that's that's another different frame from the film. Mm-hmm. So what they're saying is you can kind of see a, what looks like a body kind of behind, and it's pushing its head through the water. Okay. And creating the the side waves. Yeah. But in other film, other frames, you can see what looks like a boat trail behind it. Mm, okay. That's caused from cavitation underwater. 
a creature wouldn't produce that. That foam kind of slick that comes behind a boat. From the motor spinning. Yeah. Yeah, the propeller. I don't know about this one. Like you don't know? You could pick one frame like this. Mm-hmm. It looks great. Mm-hmm. You can go back a couple different frames, and it does not look real, like that one. Like you can see that boat sitting there. Yeah, it's interesting. So I think this may be a... I don't know. I don't want to call any of them fake because I love the Loch Ness Monster so much. Yeah. But I don't know how I feel about this one. Hmm. It's it's inter- Yeah, I know. This is where the split and the mystery, you know, all gets thrown together. But it's hard to say, too. Because both with the the documentary that enhanced the film, I mean. There's, you know, there's a. It's interesting. It doesn't look like a thing to me. It doesn't, does it? Mm-mm. Doesn't look like a creature. No, I think it's a boat. Well, like it said in that first one, it says, uh, "When the contrast is increased, a man in a boat can be seen." Now, is that uh, pareidolia? You just think you're seeing something that you're not because it's familiar. I don't see a man in the boat. I think. Well, they said after the contrast was increased, so you probably yeah, sure. Had that. I don't. I, that is not. I don't care what they say. Right. Yeah. This is a what year? 1963. 1960. 1960 photograph. You can only do so much with it. Yeah, there's only so much enhancements. You can't do like CSI Miami. This is like click a, a, a you know a little square in the yeah. This is like three bits. Enhance. This whole photo is like three bits. It's a guy mooning you. It could now, be. Now that would it, be a funny. Could, this could be a pimple on some guy's butt, for all we know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all yeah. right. Next one. The Loch Ness Mump, Muppet, 1977. On May 21, 1977, Anthony Doc Shields camping next to Eucart Castle, uh, took some of the clearest pictures of the monster until this day. Shields, a magician and psychic, claimed to have summoned the animal out of the water. He later described it as an elephant squid, claiming the long neck shown in the photograph is actually the squid's trunk and that a white spot at the base of its neck is its eye. Due to the lack of ripples, it has been declared a hoax by a number of people who were who, by a number of people and received its name because of its staged look. Everybody, if you're not driving, look up this photo. It is ridiculous. I'm gonna go guess it's fake. Do you, yes. Yeah, it's that one. That's gonna be my guess. Does that look Real. First off, there's no movement of like <laughs> right. of water around it at all. Like it's not moving at all. Like it's not even like no movement as in if it came to the surface. But then he says it is an elephant squid. Do you know what an elephant squid is? I do not. It doesn't exist. Okay. He's saying this squid has a trunk. In that we're seeing the- it stick its nose, a squid stick its nose out of the water in an inland lake. And this is a squid's trunk. What, what cracks me up is he's a magician and psychic. A so magician a sh- and a psychic. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I believe in some psychics. I, and, I, I, what, I, yeah, that's not what I'm arguing here. No, no. He's a magician and a psychic yes. that says this is an elephant squid. I mean, a magician is known for sleight of hand. You but know. he summoned it. That's, yeah, even funnier. We'll <laughs> get into more summoning later. Oh, that's true, yeah. Oh. Yeah, this isn't real. No, I don't think so. This is the one I'm. I'm besides the the surgeon's photo. I, I mean, this is basically the same thing 2.0. It's literally the same yeah. thing, but the second version of it. This, this is like a toy color. dinosaur. 
Yeah, I know. That's what it looks like. It I'm, lo- I'm sure, because there's no water movement, so I'm sure he sat the toy dinosaur in the water. Yes. And then just took a picture, like mm-hmm. close up. Like, you can't tell anything from this picture from the size. At all. All the right, continue. Tr- trunk. Okay, now we're going to jump ahead to 2007. Woo! So this is the Holmes video. Holmes. So on May 26, 2007, a 55-year-old laboratory technician, Gordon Holmes, videotaped what he said was, this jet black thing about 14 meters or 46 feet long, moving fairly fast in the water. Adrian Shine, a marine biologist at the Loch Ness 2000 Center in Dromadroit, Droichich, I can't, I don't know, some... How do you spell Holmes? H-O-L-M-E-S. All right, I spelled it right. Go on. Um, Described the footage as among the best footage he had ever seen. BBC Scotland broadcast the video on May 29th, 2007. STV News, um, North Tonight, aired the footage on May 28th, 2007, and interviewed Holmes. Shine was also interviewed and suggested that the footage was an otter, seal, or water bird. Hmm. So I have not seen the Holmes video footage. I can't find it. Ooh. But it's because there's a Sherlock Sherlock Holmes Mm, one okay. of the movie or one of the books had the Loch Ness monster in it, so it's just like constantly popping up as this. Now wait, when did that? M- one of the movies did the new ones. Uh, no. Okay, one nineteen sixty nine. Oh dang. Okay, never mind. Well, that's unfortunate. I was gonna say if it came out because I know those movies came out after this, I could see them definitely just throwing that in there, so you can't search this anymore. Yeah. But I guess if it predated it, that's pretty rough. I don't know how you're gonna figure that out, but um. Hmm, it's weird that you can't find it. I'm sure someone at home, if you ever find this video, post it on our Facebook group, Crypts of the Corn. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, well, I'd be interested in seeing this one. So it's hard It's hard to make an opinion on this one without actually seeing it. But it's just another example. Here we go. Some guy. But it, what's interesting, though, is the uh, they broadcast it on the news. Oh, so, yeah. And they interviewed them. So there has to be some something to it, maybe. Yeah, I'm sure there is. It's just I can't find it. Well, let's jump to the next one. The next one's in 2011. This one's the sonar image. So this one might be a little more accessible. Yep. So on August 24th, 2011, Loch Ness Ness boat captain Marcus Atkinson photographed a sonar image of a 1.5 meter wide or 4.9 feet unidentified object that seemed to follow his boat for two minutes at a depth of 23 meters or 75 feet deep. So his, yeah, his boat's being followed. This is the one, sorry, so re-say that. Re-say it? Yeah, because this is important. What am I re-saying? The whole thing? Yeah, just. Okay, he photographed the sonar image of a 4.9 foot or 1.5 meter wide unidentified object that seemed to follow his boat for two minutes at a depth of 23 meters or 75 feet and ruled out the possibility of a small fish or seal. In April 2012, a scientist from the National Oceanography Center said that the image is a bloom of algae or zooplankton. Okay, first off, it's not that. Who said that? A scientist. Yeah, you're stupid. I, this is my new Mothman guy. I will never learn your name on purpose. Good. It's not even given. Yeah. You know why I didn't give it? Because he knew it was stupid. <laughs> you know what you don't see on sonar 
is microorganisms. <laughs> Zooplankton are algae? A bloom. It's a bloom of them. What the hell is he talking about? A bloom of algae. That follows a boat. Yeah, okay. Here's the sonar picture. Okay. Oh, so it's just that? Yeah. But it kept trailing. Right. A more so once again, here's the thing that bugs me. Is that you could say it was a sonar glitch. For an object to be straight under his boat like it was, like that, mm-hmm. constantly in the same shape, mm-hmm. it's probably a sonar glitch. I think I know what it was. I I'm, I think this is real. I think this is actually an actual creature. Actually, never mind. It's too big to think what I think it was. It's five foot wide. Yeah. And it followed him. But you could say it was a sonar glitch. Just say it was a sonar glitch. You want me to tell you something? I had a very similar experience to this, actually, this summer when I was fishing up in Minnesota. I probably know what it was because I have a similar experience on a couple of lakes. We were on a lake, yeah. Yeah. So we were trolling real slow. You know, you just got your trolling speed going. And there is this fish following our boat at the same depth for, I couldn't tell you, a half an hour. I'm like, it's still there. Because at first I thought it was a school, but it was at the same depth following us. You know what it probably was? Oh, I know exactly what it was. Okay, tell me. We forgot to pull up the anchor from last time we anchored <laughs> off. You were dragging the anchor. So, well, we were dragging the anchor, but then we got in the depth deep enough where the where anchor it wasn't didn't touching. reach anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so about like 30 feet under the boat, there's this fish following us. And it was the, the anchor, anchor the whole time setting off the radar. And I'm like, there is a school following us. It's a freaking anchor. And then I look down I'm like, uh-oh, the anchor's still out. <laughs> so no, we, Sturgeon do this. Oh, Okay. Sturgeon are extremely curious animals. Literally, ice fish, and we've had them look into our holes, like come up to the surface and like look hey, in. whoa, now. That's too close for my comfort. Yeah. No, yeah, the ice holes. <laughs> Were you... Uh, <laughs> what'd you call me? Yeah. That's my favorite ice fish in a sweater. What'd you say? I'm, I'm surrounded by ice holes. Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah. It's pretty funny. But no, like literally, sturgeon are extremely curious, and they'll follow things around. We've had oh. them ice fishing... Uh, well, they'll they'll follow somebody walking around on top of the ice. Now, is there a chance it could have been five feet wide, or could it have been like swimming back and forth? I don't know how surgeons swim, but they swim like a fish. Is that like I mean? Yeah, 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 like a classic, like a normal fish, like a catfish. So you could see like their tail, maybe uh, not in a sonar image, probably not. I didn't know if like maybe it's catching it here and then catching it here. It's just reading like it could be funky. Yeah, funky. sure. Funky. Yeah, I don't know. It's also in an incredible depth. I think that picture was at a hundred. The whole the total depth was a hundred and eighty eight meters. Oh, wow. Okay, and this thing's not even... 75 feet down. Yeah, 23 meters. So trying to judge something the size is a little rough. Yeah. Because it's a blip on his sonar screen. He exactly, was yeah, yeah. But whoever said it was an algae bloom or plankton or whatever the hell he said. It needs um, swirly. He just is in that same school with the balloon guy in yep. Sandhill Crane. He needs tarred and feathered. We need to call out these is people. Is he dead? I don't think so. It's 2011. Oh, gosh. He may still no, be No, actually, it was in 2012 when he made that claim from the National Oceanography Center. So let's just look. He's from NOAA? See? No, 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 no. That's not Oceanography Center. Oh, no, no. Nope. Because NOAA's NOAA. This is something different. So it must be something local. We'll there. look him up later. Something local there. But, you know, if you got time, if you're not at driving, if you're at home on your computer listening, just go ahead and pop open a new tab right now. Type oh, in National gosh. Oceanography Center and see around, you know, 2012, what scientists were lurking, working there and said it was an image of an algae or zooplankton bloom. An algae or zooplankton bloom. Tell them, Chris, of the corn 75 yeah. feet in a lake that has almost no light penetration. Hmm. Picking up microorganisms on 
fish sonar. So, do you guys really trust your experts or what you're told is the truth? This is the but. Just say it's a sonar glitch. He, he, See, that's what really bugs me about these guys. If, if you want to just prove something simply, give an actual there's possibility. An owl, like the Mothman stuff with the owl, like it, it upsets me so much because it's just like they weren't even thinking. They just said something. These are holes in the matrix, holes in the narrative. No, they just don't. They're like, this isn't important. This I don't care. It exactly. was an algae bloom. Yeah. Like what the hell are you talking about? It was an algae? He didn't see the thing. It was on sonar. You know how many algae blooms I've been on and not seen them on sonar? All of them? All of them! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how do you know? I have trouble sometimes seeing plants. Right, yeah. Especially at a... Well, you wouldn't see that at a... 75 feet down! Yeah. Mm. I Following the boat. hate this man. Well, you know what? Tar and feather, people. Tar and feather. We need to bring it back. Call I hope you guys out. are happy at home. Now I'm all agitated. Your face is beat red. It, it feel like it. I think I just seen three hairs fall out. Oh, probably. All right, continue. So that was that that one. So now the next one's also in 2011. The George Edwards photograph. So on August 3rd, 2012. Okay, never mind. George Edwards claimed that he took a photo on. November second, two thousand eleven. That shows Nessie. So he, August, so he took the photo on November second, two thousand eleven. Then finally made the claims and showed the photos on August third, two thousand twelve. So almost six months later, seven months. Edwards claims to have searched for the monster for twenty six years and reportedly spent sixty hours a week on the lock aboard his boat, Nessie Hunter Four. That was the name of his boat. Taking tourists for rides on the lake. Edwards said, "In my opinion, it probably looks." Kind of like a manatee, but not a mammal. When people see three humps, they're probably just seeing three separate monsters. Other researchers have questioned the photography's authenticity. The Loch Ness and Loch Ness researcher Steve Felt Feltham yeah. suggested that the object in the water is a fiberglass hump used in the National Geographic Channel documentary in which Edwards had participated. Ooh. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know, because here's uh, uh, the the guy that's claiming it was a hoax. Here's him with that model. So that's George Edwards, and no, George Edwards is the one that's that's the guy that said so, he took the photo. No, this is not the guy that said he took the photo. This is the guy that's saying it's a fake because he found okay. the model. Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. And then here's the picture. Oh, looks the same. It's the same. He. Mm. This is a hoax. Interesting. Well, it makes okay. I mean, not it makes sense kind of because the guy had been doing it for twenty six years, literally giving boat tours on the lock. This is the hodag, basically looking for this thing. So maybe he just business was waning. Yeah. You finally get a sighting that you're accredited for. Mm -hmm. You're probably going to get a bit more, you know, boom in business. Um, researcher Dick Rayner has questioned Edwards' claim of discovering. A deeper bottom of Loch Ness, which Raidner calls Edwards Deep. He found inconsistencies between Edwards' claims for the location and conditions of the photograph and the actual location and weather conditions that day. According to Raynor, Edwards told him that he had faked the photograph in 1986 and that wait, that he had faked a photograph, sorry, in 1986 that he claimed was genuine in the Nat Geo documentary. 
although Edwards admitted in October 2013 that his 2011 photograph was a hoax. He insisted that the 1986 photograph was genuine. Oh, so he admitted that yeah. 11 was a hoax and then saying his older one was actually the real one. But he told him that the 86 was a hoax or fake the photograph. Oh, this is confusing. Yeah, just skip the rest of that one. It's it's a hoax. Yeah, there ain't much left. Um, I want to see if it just says uh, includes photographs. It's, it says there's a her- survey of the literature about other hoaxes, including other photographs, published in the Scientific, the Scientific American on July 2013. Um, but it indicates many others since the 1930s. The most recent photo considered to be good appeared in the newspapers in august 2012 it was allegedly taken by george edwards but was definitely a hoax according to the science journal so they're saying it was real except the scientific american journal basically was saying it's definitely a hoax which yeah it seems very hoaxy yeah what were you gonna say nothing no i just make it my own notes okay okay so the next one's the david elder video in 2013 on august 27, 2013, tourist David Elder presented a five-minute video of a mysterious wave in the lock. According to Elder, Elder, the wave was produced by a 15-foot, 4.5-meter solid black object just under the surface. Elder, 50 years old, from East Kilbride, South Lanarkshire. I know, these names are amazing. <laughs> was taking a picture of a swan at the Fort Augustus Pier on the southwestern end of the lock when he captured the movement. He said the water was still was very still at the time and there were no ripples coming off the wave and no other activity on the water. Skeptics suggested that the wave may have been caused by a gust of wind. Hmm. Well, I mean, I think like wave or wind produced waves don't they usually have like white caps and stuff? They don't have to. And there can be so there's like reverb waves okay. from a wave hitting the shoreline and then bouncing, bouncing off. Back, yeah. And they can be like single standing waves. It's kind of weird. For sure. Yeah, I've seen that. Like when you're driving your boat and it wakes off the or the wake hits off the shore and mm-hmm. then it comes back. Yeah, there's no uh cap to them at all. So the last two we have for this uh for this episode, and we're gonna wrap it up, is the Apple Map photo in two thousand fourteen. Uh, April 19, 2014, supported that a satellite image on Apple Maps showed what appeared to be a large creature uh, thought to be some of the Loch Ness monster just below the surface in Loch Ness. I don't know what other large creature would they think to be in Loch Ness. Yeah, all right. But uh, at the lock's far north, the image appeared to be 30 meters long. That is 98 feet. Possible explanations were a wake off a boat or the boat itself in the image uh, with low contrast. Seal... Cha- or cause like a seal caused ripples or floating wood. This one I'm fairly certain is a boat. Okay. Uh, or a boat wake. Look it up if you want. Uh, it don't matter to me. I think I remember seeing this when it came out because it's kind of a big deal. It made its rounds, you know. But I don't. I don't know how I feel about it. Google Street View 2015 is our last one for this episode. Ooh, okay. Uh, Google co- or commemorated the 81st anniversary of the surgeon's photo with the Google Doodle and added a f- new feature for the Google Street View w- uh, with which users can explore Loch Ness above and below the water. Google reportedly uh, spent a week in the Loch Ness collecting images for their Street View Turkaker camera. T-R-E-K-K-E-R. Trekker. Okay. 
camera attached to the boat and it photographed above and below the surface. Uh, but yeah, there's a photo in there that apparently they accidentally caught the Loch Ness monster. Hmm. Seems suspicious. Yeah. It seems like a way to sell people on uh, using this or getting clicks on the site. Yeah, these last two I'm not too like that's sold it. on. Yeah. So that is it for part two. Uh, we'll come back next Monday with modern monster sightings, and we may try to finish it up next week, or it may stretch into part four. We'll Possibly. see. We got a lot of interesting, juicy. So so far, before we close out, well, yeah, what do you think of these historic sightings? I think some of them have legitimacy. Others are obviously hoax. Yeah. The ones from like the early 30s and on were, I think, real. Like, real, real. Yeah. And maybe, you know, people have a hard time describing exactly what they saw. So I think they really were seeing something. Details may be fuzzy, but something's being seen. The ones after, it's pretty sus. Some of them. Some of them are. Some Some of them are. Some definitely. Especially the really recent ones. For sure, yeah. Because everybody's trying to capitalize. Right, yeah. What sucks is, too, like modern day stuff, you know, people need to survive and make money Mm -hmm. just to eat and stuff like that. You're going to, if you have the opportunity to capitalize off this and you can, you're going to do it. It's just going to happen. It's the nature of the beast, unfortunately. So you're going to have to deal with it and sift it out. But yeah, that's how I feel about that last couple or... Definitely the guy who faked the photograph then said this one was fake, this one's real. Yeah, then once you fake real, something, fake. Yeah. I can't remember. There's somebody like that in the Bigfoot community. Yeah. I cannot remember who. Real famous guy. Ugh, names escape me. But he f- faked one early on and then maybe got a real one. Mm-hmm. And then nobody believes him. Right, yeah. A boy cried wolf kind of stuff. Yep. You can't fake something and then expect to. And who knows? Maybe he actually did see the Loch Ness Monster the second time. But guess what? Nobody's going to believe you. Nope. Your credibility is out the window. That's why you don't poop where you sleep. That's why you don't poop where you sleep. All right. I have been the great and powerful mystery. And I'm the scallywag. Still the scallywag. Yeah, because I don't know why. I feel like a pirate, you know, a out pirate. on Loch Ness. Out on Loch Ness. I'm the Loch Ness pirate. Pirate. <laughs> With my homemade harpoon gun. Oh, gosh. That would be terrifying. Imagine if you didn't know what was going on. And you just seen a, a boat of what I imagine, like 25 people extremely drunk. Oh, and I wish it was just like backwoods hillbilly rednecks. Like, you know, from oh, a, it's Scotland's like version. Like Where do you think hillbillies come from? In Scotland. <laughs> they uh, move from one mountain range to another. Ooh, we got to make a picture of that. All on their kilts. Like mm-hmm. flying in the wind. and pshh. But kilts mixed with like uh, coveralls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.